Good morning. My name is Rob Daniels, and welcome to Visions and Sound. Now, for those who may be joining me for the very first time, Visions and Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week right here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 50 of 2023 and show number 1208, if you're keeping track that way. Well, this week we continue still into December with the celebration this week of the 30th anniversary of The Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, joining me this week is my girlfriend, Tamara Ravencroft, also known as the host of The Dark Side with Madame Ravencroft. My dear, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> and thank you for tuning in, aficionados of Visions and Sound, as well as my Darklings. Cool. Now, we uh, I got a chance to uh, see this film back in the theater in 1993. It was a marvel to behold at the, at the time. And the film makes even... It, it Over the years, the film becomes even more and more enjoyable. However, I'm doing this show at during the Christmas season. Now, quick question to you, my dear. Do you think it's a Halloween movie? Or is it a Chris, more of a Christmas movie? Or is it kind of a hybrid of both? It's a hybrid. Okay. Yeah, because they're. Well, I mean, it's 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 like most most things with with these kind of films. Do you do you watch it at Halloween or do you watch it at Christmas? So, what would you? Where would you be more likely to watch it? Well, it is a hybrid movie. Mm -hmm. It could be watched either at Halloween or it could be watched either at this time of the year. Cool. Or you can watch it at any time if you happen to be a goth. For example, you're gonna if the mood hits you, you're gonna watch it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I would say basically it doesn't matter what time of the year you watch it in, as long as you really enjoy it. But generally, the time you would want to watch it is either at Halloween or at uh, Christmas. Okay. Well, in any case, it is very hard to believe. Oh, by the way, I do have to mention something. I am getting over a cold, so my voice sounds a little bit different tonight. Um, a little bit more deeper, a little bit more raspy, that kind of stuff. So I apologize if I sound a little bit off tonight. So in any case, it is hard to believe that 30 years has passed since this film came out. Now, The Nightmare Before Christmas, also known as Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas, is the aforementioned stop-motion animated musical dark fantasy film directed by Henry Selleck. In his feature directorial debut, produced and conceived by Tim Burton, it tells the story of Jack Skellington, the king of Halloween Town, who stumbles upon Christmas Town and schemes to take over the holiday. Now, composer Danny Elfman wrote the songs and score and provided the singing voice of Jack Skellington. With the main cast, including Chris Sarandon, who provided the speaking voice for Jack, Catherine O'Hara, William Hickey, Ken Page, Paul Rubens, the late Paul Rubens, Glenn Shaddix, and Ed Ivory as Santa Claus. Now, The Nightmare Before Christmas originated with a poem written by Burton in 1982 while he was working as an animator at Walt Disney Productions. After the critical success of the animated short Vincent that same year, which we actually watched last night, um, Burton began to consider developing the film as either a short film or a half-hour television special to no avail. Now, over the years, Burton's thoughts regularly returned to the project, and in 1990, he made a development deal with Walt Disney Studios production started in July of 1991 in San Francisco. Now, Disney initially released the film through the Touchstone Pictures label because the studio believed the film would be too dark and scary for kids. 
which I find hard to believe. It's kind of a fun film. The film, in my opinion, has... What was that? On, what's that? I was just saying, it's not really that scary. I mean, it's more fun scary. Yeah. No more than what you would see on television today. Exactly. Now, for me, uh, the, the film, in my opinion, is more of a kid-friendly feel to it. Uh, more silly than scary, as mentioned. Although the Oogie Boogie uh, character, I guess, in the end, could be a little bit scary. But, eh, you know, neither here nor there. It is for me, and I believe us, however, that the soundtrack, that it truly shines through. As mentioned before, the music was written by, uh, music and songs, rather, are by Danny Elfman, then still the Oingo Boingo frontman. I hadn't realized that, that he was still in Oingo Boingo at the time. Elfman sought to make the soundtrack timeless and drew on classic popular composers for inspiration. Elfman explains... Uh, I wanted it to sound like it was written 50 or 100 years ago, so I turned to my own influences for stuff like Kurt Weill's Three Penny Opera, uh, which was a major thing in my life, was a source as well as musical from Cole Porter and Gershwin, and to a certain extent, Rodgers and Hammerstein. For What's This, Elfman sought to capture the rapid pace lyricism of Gilbert and Sullivan. Now, in a later interview, Elfman... Elfman likens Jack Skellington's experience as the leader of Halloween Town to looking to escape to a different world to his own discontentment with being the leader of the band Oingo Boingo. He recalled, I always felt Jack was a part of me. Then I wrote those songs. I was kind of in a unique position because, like Jack, I was the king of my own little kingdom. That was Oingo Boingo. And like Jack, I really wanted a way out. But I didn't know how to get out because so many people depended on me. So my own psychological mindset at the time was that I was writing from my own perspective as much as, as much as his, because I understood what it felt like to want something else. Now, let me stop right here, here and just say that we watched the, uh, the film last night, actually, as a matter of fact, and it's a lot of fun. And there were things that, um, we, that I watched about it, that I caught that really, um, the first thing that jumped out at me, and this was something I brought up with you because you do a, you do a, a goth program and you are a goth yourself, my dear. So right. the, it was the whole pinstripe thing, the whole, the whole stripe thing. Beetlejuice had it, which is kind of a goth character. Uh, Jack has the spin, the pinstripe. I noticed that the, um, one of the lumplings that looked like Pugsley has the the striped shirt. So we we discussed briefly about, about the one that, the one thing that kind of jumped out at me about the uh, about, and it's maybe just a just a, a supposition on my part. But we were talking about the the whole idea of the pinstripe suit, and you mentioned something about bankers. What was that about the the bankers that you talked about? Well, bankers, pinstripe suits, and uh, those particular I think those petty loafer shoes that they usually wear. Mm-hmm. Pinstripe suits are basically a form of high kind of economic stature. And, but it can also basically mean as a form of iconography when it deals with the situation of allowing one's greed to get away from oneself. Mm. And Pugsley happens to be the son of Gomez Adams, yes. who is quite wealthy in and of himself. Mm-hmm. And if you notice, Gomez Adams wears a pinstripe suit. Yes. Most of the time. Yeah, there was a few nods to uh, um, a lot of the classic horror films in the uh, 
in in the in the film in the Nightmare Before Christmas. I had we had a lot of fun watching it. And another thing that that uh, really jumped out at me, and that's the and we'll get into a little bit more uh, on this later. But there was the Sally song, and in Sally's song, if you watch the um, if you watch the uh, the the emotion that comes out of these these um, these I don't know I don't want to call them puppets, but the 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 these the animated figures. It was really amazing, and when you watch it as as close, like as you watch it as, as close as a a screen, like a a, the, uh, a computer screen that's in front of you, you catch all these little things. I would love to see it on the big screen again to see if that detail comes through. So yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah, as oh, go ahead. I was amazed at the voice of Sally because I had to go bouncing back between IMDb to find out who was the voice of Sally. Yeah. And the singing voice as well. Mm-hmm. That was Catherine O'Hare. Oh, yeah. Catherine, I was thinking, like, very... this CTV's Catherine O'Hare That's the doing one. that voice. I, I, I wouldn't cross-associate that. Yeah. Well, I mean, she she did sing she did sing in uh, um, A Mighty Wind as well. So, yeah, there is that. But, yeah, the, uh, it's, it's, it's surprising. There are, it always, uh, like around this, this time, it would have been the, 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 the 90s, 93, and there was a lot of films that came out where you would you had actors that you wouldn't expect singing singing. I mean, I'm I'm talking about maybe like Jason Alexander in The Hunchback of Notre Dame or something like that. You wouldn't expect that these that these particular actors, but that's the way it used to be. And especially in those in those those early early films, you had to be that uh, they would refer to them as the the the, the song and dance man, where you could. It would be you'd you'd sing, you'd dance, you could act, you could do all of these other things, and, and that sort of thing. So it's pre- it's pretty cool to be able to uh, to to see that. Um, and the, like I said, the voice cast is amazing in this film. And uh, so, okay, now for you, my dear, I mentioned the uh, the fact that um, uh, I saw it in the theater in in 1993. Where did you first see the Nightmare Before Christmas? I would probably say I've seen it like a couple of times prior prior to the two times I've seen it already this year. So I've seen it about five times. Mm-hmm. Going back to when I first saw it, I would probably say oh, it was probably a Christmas Eve showing off it. Not many people were in the audience. Mm-hmm. Try to figure out where I saw it. But yeah, I was basically watching it because I wanted to burn off some time before I would get on home because the next day I knew it was going to be quite quiet. Right. So it's one of those situations I want to like touch base and remember my goth years and what better was to take in this show. And I think I took it in about probably about 2008. But I saw it once before then with one of my uh, female friends in Toronto, part of Dark Child Society, Bina, which was one of my, which is still to my very day, one of my close friends. Cool. We we cool. took it in around, ooh, probably about ninety seven, hmm. like that, or. Yeah, they actually. I, don't I, believe, I know that we saw it. I believe they re released it to theaters in ninety seven as well for some for some reason I can't remember why, but they did that. But and yeah, we were touching base, and she says. Want to join me? I said, okay. So we went. Down, I went down to Toronto. We just basically took it in. Cool. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the music as well. Now, like I said, several soundtracks were released for the film. 
However, we will be looking at the original Walt Disney's records release as well as some of the expanded score from or expanded yeah expanded score from the warner brothers box set now this is a huge box set it was a 16 disc box set of all of tim burton's um scores at the time so it would have been stuff like ed wood and a batman and edward scissorhands but nightmare before christmas was expanded in that in that in that inclusion as well that's an expensive box now go ahead there's a question right then and there. Mm-hmm. Is Edward Scissorhands considered a Christmas movie or is it a Ooh. winter movie? Ooh, okay. Well, why don't we uh, have a listen to some uh, a bit of music first, and then we'll come back and we'll touch on that briefly. So first up, um, I'd like to take a look at the at, at a demo that was released off of uh, the op- for the opening song, This Is Halloween, released on Danny Elfman's Music for a Darkened Theater, Volume 2. So here is the demo of the opening song to The Nightmare Before Christmas, This Is Halloween. Halloween, 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 Halloween. In this place we call home, 
I do like to do that and pull the curtain back every once in a while and you hear kind of the origins of a lot of this stuff. So it's pretty cool. So welcome back to Visions and Sound. This week we are celebrating 30, the 30th anniversary of The Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, we'll get on to the soundtrack proper in just in just a second but if you're interested in any of the film television or video game music that i do play here on the show by all means you can contact me at of course visionsinsound at gmail.com you can also find me online at visionsinsound at gmail.com wait wait a second <laughs> you can find me at that at the email address uh, you can also find me online at uh, facebook.com slash visionsinsound I'm getting over a cold, so you'll have to forgive me. I am on the Twitter. There, I'm back. I am on the Twitter at Visions Sound. You can also find me on my website, visionsinsound.ca, where the show will show up in a little bit. And you can also find me on very many uh, good pods, a downloadable app for your phone or other type devices. And you can also find me on many podcatchers as well. So check that out by all means. So like I said, welcome back to the show. Now, before we get into the music... uh, um, my dear, why don't we uh, talk about something very interesting? And you know a bit more about this than I do. And this is something odd that's on the initial release uh, is the inclusion of an opening and closing narration by Patrick Stewart. Now, it does not appear in the final film. So um, there was an explanation for that. And, and um, do you have the explanation for that? Uh, not particularly but i would have liked to have seen it, it yes it would have been a good welcome to the uh, show yeah the, the, the thing, it, would, it would have it would have laid the groundwork of the storytelling yeah well the thing is is that i mean um a slightly different opening for and and you, you'll hear it there's actually an opening and a closing sorry i didn't mean to put you on the spot there <laughs> i actually thought that you had the answer so yeah as mentioned before we will be featuring music from today from the walt disney release so here officially is now The Nightmare Before Christmas with music and songs by Danny Elfman. Thank you. 
was a long time ago, longer now than it seems, in a place that perhaps you've seen in your dreams. For the story that you are about to be told began with the holiday worlds of old. Now you've probably wondered where holidays come from. If you haven't, I'd say it's time you begun. For the holidays are the result of much fuss and hard work for the worlds that create them for us. Well, you see now, quite simply, that's all that they do. Making one unique holiday, especially for you. But once a calamity ever so great occurred when two holidays met by mistake. Everyone hail to the pumpkin song. <laughs> 
What I do, I am the best, for my talents are renowned far and wide. When it comes to surprises in the moonlit night, I excel without ever even trying. With the slightest little effort of my ghost-like charms, I have seen grown men give out a shriek. With the wave of my hand in a well-placed mode, I have swept the very bravest off their feet. Yet year after year, it's the same routine, and I grow so weary of the sound of screams. And I, Jack, the Pumpkin King, have grown so tired of the same old Oh, somewhere deep inside of these bones, an emptiness began to grow. There's something out there far from my home, a longing that I've And a demon 
demon of light, and I'll scare you right out of your pants. To a guy in Kentucky, I'm Mr. Unlucky, and I'm known throughout England and France. And since I am dead, I can take off my head to recite Shakespearean quotations. No animal nor man can scream like I can with the fury of my recitations. But who here would ever understand that the pumpkin king with the skeleton grin would tire of his crown if they only understood he'd give it all up if he only could. Oh, there's an empty place in my bones that calls out for something unknown. The fame and praise come after here does nothing for these empty tears.
What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? What's this? What's this? There's something very wrong. What's this? There's people singing songs. What's this? The streets are lined with little creatures laughing. Everybody seems so happy. Have I possibly gone daffy? What is this? What's this? There's children throwing snowballs instead of throwing heads. They're busy building toys and absolutely no one's dead. There's frost in every window. Oh, I can't believe my eyes. And in my bones I feel the warmth that's coming from inside. Oh, look. What's this? They're hanging mistletoe. They kiss? Why, that looks so unique. Inspired! They're gathering around. Here is story roasting chestnuts on a fire. What's this? What's this? In here, they've got a little tree. How queer! And who would ever think? And why? They're covering it with tiny little things. They've got electric lights on strings, and there's a smile in everyone. So now correct me if I'm wrong. This looks like fun. This looks like fun. Oh, could it be I got my wish? What's this? Oh my, what now? The children are asleep. But look, there's nothing underneath. No ghouls, no witches here to scream and scare them or ensnare them. Only little cozy things secure inside their dreamland. <sighs> What's this? The monsters are all missing and the nightmares can't be found And in their place there seems to be good feeling all around Instead of screams I swear I can hear music in the air The smell of cakes and pies are absolutely everywhere The sights, the sounds, they're everywhere and all around I've never felt so good before This empty place inside of me is filling up I simply cannot get enough I want it, oh I want it, oh I want it for my own I've got to know, I've got to know it is this place that I have found what is this? Christmas town? my brain. It's a world unlike anything I've ever seen, and as hard as I tried, I can't seem to describe like a most improbable dream. But you must believe when I tell you this. It's as real as my skull, and it does exist. Here, let me show you. This is a thing called a present. The whole thing starts with a box. A box? 
Is it steel? Is it filled with a box? A box? How delightful a box. If you please. Just a box with bright colored paper. And the whole thing's topped with a bow. A bow? But why? How ugly. What's in it? What's, What's in it? That's the point of the thing, not to know. It's a bat. It's a rat. Will it break? Perhaps it's the head that I found in the lake. Listen now, you don't understand. That's not the point of Christmas land. Now pay attention. We pick up an oversized sock and hang it like this on the wall. Oh, yes. Does it still have a foot? Let me see. Let me look. Is it rotted and covered with gut? Um, let me explain. There's no foot inside, but there's candy. Or sometimes it's filled with small toys. Small toys? Do they bite? Do they snap? Or explode in the sack? Or perhaps they just spring out and scare girls and boys. What a splendid idea. This Christmas sounds fun. I fully endorse it. Let's buy it at once. Everyone, please, now not so fast. There's something here that you don't quite grasp. Well, I may as well give them what they want. And the best, I must confess, I have saved for the last, for the ruler of this Christmas land is a fearsome king with a deep, mighty voice. At least that's what I've come to understand. And I've also heard it told that that is something to behold, like a lobster, huge and red. When he sets out to slay with his reindeer on, carting bulging sacks with his big great arms, that is so I've heard it said. And on a dark, cold night, on a full light, he flies into a fog like a vulture in the sky. And they call him Sandy Claws. <laughs> well, at least they're excited, but they don't understand that special kind of feeling in Christmas land. Oh, well. Poor Jack. Well, if you're, um, welcome back to A Visions and Sound, as this week we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of The Nightmare Before Christmas. So if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at visionsound. I am also can be found on my website, visionsinsound.ca. And you can also find me on Good Pods, a downloadable app for your phone or other type devices. And it may not get to you by Christmas, but go on to my store and buy some stuff. Hey, you never know. There's there's hoodies and shirts. Get something being stylish for the new year. And you can also, like I said, you can find me on Good Pods, a downloadable app for your phone. Or I can also be found on other podcatchers, including the likes of Apple Music. So like I said, welcome back to the show and we're going to put some clarification on that notion that we were talking about uh, with Patrick Stewart. We didn't quite figure it out. Tamara, you had you found some information. What's up? Yes. There is a connection between Vincent Price and Patrick Stewart here, or some another celebrity, which I will go into a little later. What happened here is that Vincent Price was supposed to voice Santa Claus, ah. as well as do the opening monologue as the narrator explaining holiday world to us as Santa Claus. But Prince, unfortunately, was dealing with the wife, his wife's death, right. where he could not do the narration. So the producers were trying to woo and have James Earl Jones do the voice. 
of Santa Claus and the narration, but that didn't pan out. Mm -hmm. So they then approached Patrick Stewart. Unfortunately, they gave no reason why Stewart's part of the, in the opening was cut hmm. uh, instead of using Ed Ivory's voice, which I don't think we heard Ed, Ed Ivory's voice, but that's where they eventually followed up to was using Ed Ivory's voice. Now, those who have heard Stewart's rendition of that that monologue preferred it because he had the ability to enunciate and project a dark fairy tale presentation of the world that we were about to be immersed into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 initial or the initial opening actually cuts off when it says, you know, if you're if you're not familiar, it's time you begun, and that's where it stops. Well. Stuart goes on a little bit more and talks about, you know, that the holiday worlds are, you know, much, much fuss and bother. In any case, we're going to continue on with some more music from the Nightmare Before Christmas as we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of said film. By the way, um, I love this. This is particular. And by the way, Coral, I know you're listening, so... uh, this is this is kind of kind of for for you as well. So here's some more music from uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Like I said, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of said film.
Something's up with Jack, something's up with Jack. Don't know if we're ever going to get him back. He's all alone up there, locked away inside. Never says a word. Hope he hasn't died. Something's up with Jack, something's up with Jack. Christmas time is buzzing in my skull Will it let me be? I cannot tell There are so many things I cannot grasp When I think I've got it, then at last Through my bony fingers it does slip Like a snowflake in a fiery grip Something here I'm not quite getting Though I try, I keep forgetting Like a memory long since past Here in an instant, gone in a flash What does it mean? What does it mean? In these little bric-a-brac, a secret's waiting to be cracked. These dolls and toys confuse me so confound it all. I love it, though. Simple objects, nothing more, but something's hidden through a door. Though I do not have the key, something's here I cannot see. What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Christmas books so many times I know the stories and I know the rhymes I know the Christmas carols all by heart My skull's so full it's tearing me apart As often as I've read them something's wrong So hard to put my bony finger on Or perhaps it's really not as deep as I've been led to think Am I trying much too hard? Of course I've been too close to see The answer's right in front of me Right in front of me It's simple really, very clear Like music drifting in the air Invisible, but everywhere Just because I cannot see it Doesn't mean I can't believe it You know I think this Christmas thing Is not as tricky as it seems And why should they have all the fun? It should belong to anyone Not anyone in fact But me, why I can make a Christmas tree And there's no reason I can find I couldn't have a Christmas time I bet I could improve it too And that's exactly what I'll do <laughs> Eureka, I've got it
claws? I want to do it. Let's draw straws. Jack said we should work together. Three of a kind. Birds of a feather. Now and forever. A better plan to catch this big red lobster man. Let's pop him in a boiling pot, and when he's done, we'll butter him up. Kidnap the Sandy Claus, throw him in a box. Bury him for 90 years, then see if he talks. The Mr. Oogie Boogie Man can take the whole thing over then. You'll be so pleased, I do declare, that he will cook him rare. Say that we take a cannon, aim it at his door, and then knock three times, and when he answers, Sandy Claus will be no more! You're so stupid, think now if we blow him up to smithereens, we may lose some pieces, and then Jack will beat us black and green! Kidnap the Sandy Claus, tie him in a bag, throw him in the ocean, then see if he is sad, because Mr. Oogie Boogie is the meanest guy around. If I were on his boogie list, I'd get out of Too, I'll bet. Perhaps he'll make his special brew. Or Satan Spider's food. Mm. He's little henchman and we take our job with pride. We do our best to please him and stay on his good side. I wish my cohorts weren't so dumb. I'm not the dumb one. You're no fun. Shut up. Make me. I've got something. Listen now. This one is real good. You'll see. We'll send a present to his door. Upon there'll be a note to read. Now in the box, we'll wait and hide until his curiosity entices him to look inside. And then we'll have him one, two, three. Pin up the Sandy Claus. Beat him with a stick. Lock him up for 90 years. See what makes him tick.
And with a little bit of music from the 1993 film, The Nightmare Before Christmas, we will return to that soundtrack in just a minute. But if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at Visions Sound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca, where the show will appear in about two hours' time. And you can also try me on Good Pods, a downloadable app for your phone or other type devices. And I can also be found on many of the other podcatchers out there, including the likes of Apple Music. So welcome back to Visions and Sound, as this week we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of The Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, Tim Burton has said that the original uh, the original poem was inspired after seeing Halloween merchandise display in a store being taken down and replaced by Christmas display. Uh, the juxtaposition of ghouls and goblins and Santa and his reindeer sparked his imagination. Now, just before we get into a little bit more information from the film, we actually uh, you actually discovered something, Tamara, that there's actually a video game for the, what, PlayStation 2 that, that came out that's actually semi-sequel? It's the PlayStation 2 and the Xbox, the original Xbox. Okay. So, and it's called The Nightmare Before Christmas, Boogie's mm-hmm. Revenge. Okay. Because, yeah, we were, dis- we were discussing this last night. You know, is there a, it, what, was there ever a planned sequel? And, um, yeah, there is, the, there is the video game that came out. I've never seen it. Now, you said you saw footage of it. Is it comparable? I would say yes. It's it's a pretty good faithful representation of the characters and the world mm. that we got introduced to with the animated. Nice. I would say, I think it goes for, if you were able to play just the game part all the way through, I think it's about two hours. Okay. Uh, but generally, the characterizations, their behaviors are all basically there. What, it, what the premise is, is that, uh, and I would basically say that this is, considered an unofficial sequel to the movie oh, okay and that is jack decides he wants to be able to make halloween scarier which has basically been his is basically his goal is to make it everything better than the than the original right so he goes out to be able to find ways to make halloween scarier for next year while he's away oogie somehow gets reformed and takes over as the the king of halloween land oh. and locks jack out of the kingdom Sally sends him a message letting him know what's going on. So he's trying to make his way back home while encountering denizens of evil and malice and spooky stuff. Spooky, all of, the, all of that fun stuff. Yeah. Theology of uh, demons and devils and all that stuff confronting in the way and fountains while he's trying to get back. Right. And that's basically what the premise is that he goes up and fights Oogie again for a second time. All right. That's, that's the premise of the. the game right okay well also in 2001 walt disney pictures began to consider producing a sequel but rather than using stop motion disney wanted to use computer animation uh tim burton convinced disney to drop the idea i was as burton is saying here i was very always very protective of nightmare before christmas not to do sequels or things of that kind Burton explains, you know, Jack visits Thanksgiving World or other kinds of things just because I felt the movie had a purity to it and that people liked that. Now, Danny Elfman found that writing Nightmare's 10 songs, it was one of his easiest jobs that he ever had. 
He had a lot in common, as mentioned before, with uh, Jack Skellington, having created demos of all the songs in the movie for the director's approval. Elfman had gotten really attached to Jack since he could relate to being loved and famous. He was the lead singer of, of his band Oingo Boingo at the time. But uh, Jack, but like Jack, he was no longer happy with the situation. Elfman mustered up all his courage to ask his friend and producer, Tim Burton, if he could voice Jack. But before he could finish, Burton simply told him, Danny, don't worry about it. You got the part. Now, while Danny was the chosen to voice, or sorry, while Danny Elfman was chosen to voice or to sing the Jack Skellington part, it was it was felt that his singing was great. Uh, but his speaking voice was too wooden and stiff. Chris Sarandon was then cast as Jack's speaking voice because he closely matched Elfman's singing voice. So yeah, why don't we continue on with some more music from The Nightmare Before Christmas and we'll be back in just a little bit. Something fresher, something pleasant. Try again, don't give up! All together, that and this with all our tricks will make it Christmas time!
now all you must face the dire consequences. The children are expecting me, so please come to your senses. Ah, you're joking! You're joking! I can't believe my ears! Would someone shut this fella up? I'm drowning in my tears! It's funny! I'm laughing! You really are too much! And now, with your permission, I'm going to do my stuff. Well, what are you going to do? I'm going to do the best I can.
What have I done? How could I be so blind? All is lost. Where was I? Spoiled all. Spoiled all.
And with a little bit of music from the 1993 film The Nightmare Before Christmas, or Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, depending on what you call it. That's music by Danny, music and songs by Danny Elfman. So if you're interested in any film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at Visions Sound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca. And I can also be found on Good Pods, a downloadable app for your phone or other type device. And I can also be found on many of the other podcatchers out there, including the likes of Apple Music. Well, it's interesting. Um, we're going to take a little bit of a little bit of a left turn here. In 2008, a tribute slash cover album was done for a uh, night called Nightmare Revisited. So we're going to be, there's going to be, if we get time, we'll be featuring or, artists like Devochka, Marilyn Manson, uh, Sparkle Horse, Amy Lee, Data Rock, Shiny Toy Guns, that kind of thing. So have a little bit of fun with this and then we'll wrap up the show in just a little bit. So here is some interesting takes on the music of Night of uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas cover album. So have a listen back in just a bit.
Few who deny at what I do, I am the best. For my talents are renowned far and wide. When it comes to surprises in the moonlit night, I excel without ever even trying. With the slightest little effort of my ghost-like charms, I have seen grown men give out a shriek. With the wave of my hand and a well-placed moan, I have swept the very bravest of the feet. Yet year after year, it's the same routine. And I grow so weary of the sound of screams. And I'm Jack, the pumpkin king. I've grown so tired of the same old thing. Somewhere deep inside of these bones An emptiness began to grow There's something out there far from my home A longing that I've never known I'm a master of fright demon of light and I'll scare you right out of your pants to a guy in Kentucky I'm Mr. Unlucky and I'm known throughout England and France and since I'm dead I can take off my head to recite Shakespearean quotations no animal no man can scream like I can the fury of my recitations But who here would ever understand that the pumpkin king with the skeleton grin would tire of his crown If he only understood he'd give it all up If he only could Oh there's an Something unknown The fame and praise 
What have I done? What have I done? How could I be so blind? All is lost. Where was I? Spoiled all. Spoiled all. have I done? Find a deep cave to hide in. In a million years they'll find me. Only dust and a plaque. 
that reads here lies poor old Jack. But I never intended all this madness, never! And nobody really understood. Well, how could they? That all I ever wanted was to bring them something great. Why does nothing ever turn out like it should? Well, what the heck? I went and did my best. And by God, I really tasted something swell. That's right. And for a moment, why, I even touched the sky. And at least I left some stories they can tell. I did. And for the first time since, I don't remember when, I felt just like my old bony self again. And I, Jack the Pumpkin King. That's right. I am the Pumpkin King! <laughs> and I just can't wait until next Halloween Cause I've got some new ideas that will really make them scream And by God, I'm really gonna give it all my might! Uh-oh. I hope there's still time to set things right. <gasps> Sandy Claus! Well, that's all for us this week. Uh, thank you for hanging in, those that did. So as we are rounding out 2023, I hope as you're getting on with your day that you realize just how awesome you are and never let anyone tell you any different. If you're ever not feeling right, there are people out there that care about you and are willing to chat. If not family, then some professional who can help. As Rocky said, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience how hard it is for me to sit behind this mic week after week when I feel like no one's listening. I would never have made it this far without the support of a huge team of people behind me. If you or someone you know is in crisis and needs help, resources are available. In case of an emergency, please call 911 for immediate help, the Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts, Kids Help Phone 1-800-668-6868, 1-844-HERE247 and here247.ca all offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know may be suffering from mental health issues. Well, my dear, uh, what do you have coming up in like about 30 seconds? Can you let me know? In 30 seconds? Yeah, just something quick. What do you got coming up on, on this week's show? Just oh, something. Coming up on this week's show? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, we have a storyline involving Gimli getting into trouble where he shouldn't be getting into trouble. And most of his trouble comes from Stems from his hunger and his stomach. Okay. <laughs> we'll keep that in mind. So join me, join me next week as we continue into December with the annual Visions in Christmas featuring films about Lego toys. I'll end off this week's show with some more music from The Nightmare Before Christmas, and I will be back next week with more Visions in Sound.
It's completely new. What's this? Must be a Christmas bag. What's this? It's really very strange. Finally, everything worked out just fine. Christmas was saved, though there wasn't much time. But after that night, things were never the same. Each holiday now knew the other one's name. And though that one Christmas things got out of hand, I'm still rather fond of that skeleton man. So, many years later, I thought I'd drop in. And there was old Jack still looking quite thin, with four or five skeleton children at hand playing strange little tunes in their xylophone band. And I asked old Jack, Do you remember the night when the sky was so dark and the moon shone so bright? When a million small children pretending to sleep nearly didn't have Christmas at all, so to speak? And would, if you could, turn that mighty clock back to that long, fateful night? Now, think carefully, Jack. Would you do the whole thing all over again, knowing what you know now, knowing what you knew then? And he smiled like the old pumpkin king that I knew, then turned and asked softly of me, Wouldn't you? 